Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You can walk my path and you can wear my shoes, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name is Marcus Feller. Jim Campbell's here. Good day. Luke Moore is here. Things can only get better. And the man who always makes things better is Pete Donaldson. I thought I was David Getter. Rhymes, didn't it? the best thing I... oh sorry I was doing a bit of D-Ream yeah do you remember D-Ream I do remember them yeah. are you D-Reaming of World Cup glory Luke Moore of course <laughs> I would if I could sleep with the excitement <laughs> I've slept for like three weeks now yeah. really waiting for the crescendo it's World Cup fever dreams at this yeah. point yeah. isn't it it's not really daydreams <laughs> easy easy <laughs> <laughs> the only cue for the WC I care for. Yeah. Oh, I see. There the qualifying. Bringing out the big words already. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, England have qualified for Russia. Of course we have. two clean sheets in the final two games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the what? narrative, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's what? a story. <laughs> Blistering, battering, we dished yeah. out as well. Oh, look out. Ah, uh, who else in European World Cup qualification can say they only conceded three goals in qualifying <laughs> Spain thus far? They haven't played Israel away at the time of recording. Mm. It is just England, even Germany, can't say that they conceded four. Both England games should have been after the watershed. 
And you can apply whatever yeah. meaning to that you want. It's yeah. after it's my very own... much like the shipping forecast equivalent yeah. of, uh, of football entertainment. Was certainly it past it was my a... interest shed and all that. <laughs> you have got a lot on your interest, interest shed. shed yeah. <laughs> but no I mean, one else is allowed in there, are they? It's yeah. an allotment full of pornography. Yeah, well, that's why no one's allowed oh, in there. I mean, that's the cover story, isn't it? That's the real tragedy. That's the thing you want people to think it is. Don't go in there. It's my dirty porn. Press a button and then I've got an underground layer. Sorry, who had under a minute in the peak porn sweet <laughs> He's prepared to say that's what's in it. I know. Two, two and a half minutes, so... Is it two and a half minutes? I can okay. see the clock. Well, it depends, doesn't it? Yeah. So, on what edits. On an yeah. awful lot <laughs> I'm going to cut that D-Ream nonsense at the start, yeah. bringing in the kids. How bloody dare you? Uh, it's new Labour all over again, ladies totally, and gentlemen. Totally, totally. <laughs> it felt like Labour was in England at times, didn't it? <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> oh, dearie me. Very conservative performance by... Yeah. Uh, Slovenia and Lithuania. They didn't even try that much. Well, yeah, Slovenia I was very liberal with the remote. <laughs> <laughs> Join in, Jim. <laughs> yeah. I, I really exercised my second st- screen enjoyment of yeah. that match by ignoring most of it and just yeah. playing on my phone. Did you? Knowing mm. hey, you were going to do this show as well. Mm. <laughs> you monster well, course, raving loony. Well, yeah. of course I went back and revised. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. It does feel like revision sometimes. Statistics often dominate the, uh, the mindset when talking about football, and people are against this. Well, here's one for you which shows you that you can prove... It's a quote George W. Bush, you can prove anything with statistics. England have gone... Uh, unbeaten now uh, for major tournament qualification campaigns in a row uh, four times Mm. 2012, 14, 16 obviously now 18 oh Mm. gives a shit and yet oh gives a shit well basically you're right Peter it's my song about not giving a shit I prefer (laughs) D-Ream but it's true though isn't it if you think about that you know obviously England have been in fairly straightforward groups but England hardly conceding going unbeaten Uh, um, and so on and so forth and it's just a bit like a uh, a glowing testament to the uh, to the seeding system (laughs) the last qualifier we lost was 2009 was it Ukraine Mm. Rob Green got sent off have a a couple of cycles in the South American one England (laughs) (laughs) 18 games enjoy Uruguay Argentina they they say England players don't travel well my goodness the travelling in (laughs) for those players in the South American you're up the flipping mountains playing one time and then you're in the jungle the next time oh my goodness it's so confusing I don't think England could even turn up on the right day no Absolutely oh, not. The South American qualification is an absolute slog. We, I mean, we'll get to that, although it's it's what? a tangled web the permutations, down there at the moment. Strap yourself in for the permutations. <laughs> what, um, Marcus, why don't you uh, start off by telling us what you felt about England's performances since we've last recorded this podcast. Well, a bit like Leicester City when they were going for the league. Just get over the line with some 1-0s. Yeah. Yeah. Just we were, get there. We were recording at the time that England sort of kicked off, and yeah. we had another two hours before mm. uh, we saw a, a goal out of that match, so uh, never mind. Yeah, I got home work. well in time. You did call a last-minute winner in that first game. Uh, did I? Right, OK, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my goodness. Um, uh, obviously, England, they, they, they beat Lithuania away 1-0 on the artificial pitch, Yeah, and it was, it was raining. Uh, terrible conditions for our brave boys. Yeah, of course. And they came away with a good three points. Um Southgate gave debuts, uh, debuts uh, to Harry Maguire and Harry Winks to uh, up the Harry contingent. I like yeah. that sort of kind of RAF fighter pilot feel for the England lineup. <laughs> a bit of daring do. Harry, Harry Winks the rest been of the world. Harry Winks has been on those Billy as well. Really, yeah. Harry, Harry Billy, Billy Winks. Winks yeah. Lovely, Harry Billy Lovely. Winks. Oh. Doesn't get more English than that. Doesn't does get more Beano than that. <laughs> no, quite. <laughs> well, Winks got uh, man of the match. Yeah. So all I mean, how old is he? Twenty-one, I believe. All he needs is a major tournament to fail at, and then he's the complete England package, package, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he could get his England career wrapped up, like, you know, within six months. Yeah, exactly. it, might, it might be a good time to sort of summarise where England are at the moment, because we, I, I'm conscious that on, on the show last week, late last week, we did talk a little bit about 
how disappointed we are with England mm. and, and had a go at them a little bit and took the piss like we normally do. And I know I realise whenever we do that, I'm conscious that's not the easiest thing to do. Like we could mm. just do that and and, sure. and, and everyone will be. Did fine. you not hear my song? No, I did. Hear, I did it's hear very your song. Tuneful. But you can you can um, get a cup of tea, just do whatever. <laughs> right? but you don't have to uh, get involved. We don't want to. Uh, you can but, talk about Japan when we, yeah, you know, if yeah. you want. Have they qualified? There they have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, you're, right, you're happy then, presumably. They're there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. For me, the, the most disappointing thing, particularly about the Lithuania game, um, building on from what we said last mm. week, is that I know Lithuania didn't really come to play, and Lithuania are already home and not going to be qualifying. They did have a couple of chances, but they did make it difficult for England. Can, we agree, can we agree on yeah. that? Yeah, so, yeah. so I, I would have liked to have seen England knock the ball about a bit quicker and, and drag them left and right and try and pull them out mm-hmm. of position. And, and, and I think the most of the frustration they didn't do that, and most of the frustration I think comes from the fact that. England don't really have an identity. They don't no, really have. Don't. When you think about England, and no one's watched more for England football than you, Marcus, in the last fifteen years. But you watch them every single game. More than much. Gareth Southgate, you, probably. Yeah, and <laughs> and you would agree with that, right? That since probably since Hoddle, they haven't really had an, an identity, have they? Yeah, they don't really. They don't really think this is what we're all about, mm-hmm. and we're going to go and do this. And they, you know what? If you're better than us and you beat us, that's fine. But we are confident in our own system. Th- yeah. Their identity seems to be we don't know what to do when we've got most of the ball. That's, when it's sixty four. When we don't have the ball, they seem to be more up for the fight, but they just... But they still don't know what to do. <laughs> well, but England find themselves, uh, I think we mentioned before, in a very unique position in international football. That You could argue that they're the only country in the world whose national league is better than the national team, mm. if you know what I mean It's by getting that. to the point where it's almost like we're the host nation of the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. like it's just, yeah. you know, England and the Premier League are an, are an irrelevant sort of corroboration. Well, and, and they are. Mm. But, you know, the, and the Premier League doesn't um, give two hoots particularly about the England national team and mm. in terms of uh, capitalism nor should it sort of thing uh, sadly but with regards to England that, uh, that unique position I talk about is England are clearly better than a lot of teams that they will play in qualification and they are clearly inferior to all the big the, the sides that can play a bit even if you talk about the likes of Portugal who England probably thought oh we're, we're similar mm. to them it, it, you know uh, uh, Belgium, for example, would be another one. England are, but England are better than, say, some of the Scandinavian nations. England are almost mm. in that little, their own little pot, if you like. Like Darren Huckabee, basically. <laughs> yeah, 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 kind yeah, of, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a strange position England find themselves. So England, when they play against a lot of sides, a lot of sides will just think, oh, well, we'll stick nine men behind the ball and we'll catch you on the counter and teams nearly... But this is, this, is, this is why I brought up the identity thing and, that, and, yeah. and you've summed up quite nicely why I think that's important. Precisely for that reason... England have about eight or nine months between now and the start of the, with the World Cup, and I think they've got four friendly games against some good teams. Play Spain, Brazil, Netherlands, and one other. I think Germany, next month think. it's uh, it's Germany, Brazil Germany. next month. Yeah, okay, right. They might mm. not play Spain then. It might be it might be um, someone else. But but anyway, what 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 I'd like to see Gareth Southgate do is whether it's just with his coaching staff or with with the FA more broadly, or even maybe publicly, work out what England are. Work out the type of team they are. As an example, I'm not saying go with this, but as an example, we are not as good as these this 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 team. Mm-hmm. If we want to get anywhere in the World Cup, i.e., quarterfinals or better, we need to challenge the top seven or eight teams in the mm-hmm. world. Let's be like Burnley. Let's make it really difficult well, uh, yeah, to beat. Yeah, I, I agree. Mm. Uh, really, let's make it really difficult yeah. to. to to be beaten yep. it won't be pretty but mm-hmm. really I mean England weren't amazing in, in, in World Cup 90 
until really the Cameroon game, which was an amazing yeah. game. Other than that... The England uh, underestimate Cameroon nearly buggered it up. Big time. So other than that, they weren't that impressive. Yeah. If you think about it, last minute winner and extra time against Belgium. The best performance in the knockouts was against Germany. Yeah, stunk, West the, group, Germany, stunk the group out um, and got through. Uh-huh. Um, so look, no, my point is no one really remembers that. People always talk about mm. World Cup 90 as being the, the last great sort of yeah. thing we did. So once he's done that, mm. then he needs, to, in my view, needs to pick a, a group of players that fits into that. So... And, and, and not sort of shoehorn players in. And we've talked about that before, but the reason it's different now is because once you've settled on an overall philosophy and, and an identity, which I realise is a bit of a stretch nine months out from a tournament, but it could probably still could be done. You could still make an improvement. That's international football and other teams manage it. So you say, if you're going to play a 3-4-2-1 or whatever, you're going you're to say, right, we'll have three centre-backs. Who are the best centre-backs? You know, is, it, is it Cahill, Stones and, say, Keane? You've got Stones as a ball-playing mm. defender. You've got Cah- Cahill as very Stone experienced. sweeping. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you play two behind the striker. Um, and you play Kane because he's always going to play up front. And you mm-hmm. play two behind and it's going to be Lallana and Ali, presuming everyone's fit. Mm-hmm. Don't then play Sterling. Yeah. Mm. Or, or, or don't don't shoehorn someone out of position to go, oh, he's a really good player, so That's we're going to play a, him There's anyway. always someone coming, isn't there? It's like this Winks yeah. thing. Sort of get everyone get excited about a, a new young player. We've got decent players who are around about 24-25. Stick with them. Just play well, no, them it's, to it's, a system. It's about a team who's... Players who are good enough, isn't it? Yeah, but... What, like, what I'm saying is... My, my point is... These players fit in the system well. Oh, yeah, but you've got this other guy who's really good. Yeah. And he's not quite as good as that guy who also plays in the position. So we're going to play him somewhere else. Mm. Don't yeah. do that. Play mm. specialists in the position. Well, and then in the final thing, just quickly, mm. I, know this is, I know I'm going on a bit here, but just, just finally, if you are going to play two, hold, two players deep in midfield, mm-hmm. play a, a decent holding midfielder. And there's a, there's, a, there's a different, there are different ways to interpret that role. You might want to interpret the holding midfield role like, Eric Dyer does but you might want to interpret it the way Michael Carrick does yeah. or Jordan Henderson does yeah. Jordan Henderson is really and, and Dyer are basically same position but different ways of playing that position mm-hmm. don't play both of them and ask Henderson to do something else get a player alongside whoever you play in the holding midfield on the half turn you can drive you forward mm. Because that's really important in that position. So all I'm saying is put put the round pegs in the round holes, settle on the identity ahead of the World Cup next year, and if we don't do very well, be safe in the knowledge that actually you've you've put a bit of a platform together for the mm-hmm. next generation of players to come in and the next manager to come in because you know that's mm-hmm. what England are. That's 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 what I would like to see rather than just this um, listless sort of getting through to- getting through qualification yeah, by having bad performances, but but. But Quite. getting a result. Well, that's that's what kind of worries me a lot about Gareth Southgate's comments after the game, where he was, he was saying, you know, effectively we're through qualification now. We've got these games to sort of, you know, to, to really take it to teams. Um, because that that's surely negligent planning. You know, that you just try the very conservative way to get through the group and thought, then come up with South, something over four well, games. Well, I thought Southgate actually he's been very honest. That's what a lot of the pundits have been saying, and he he mentioned that now they've qualified, they can look to develop the team, and I think. With Southgate, he took over a side which qualification was underway. Mm. And bearing in mind, he didn't really probably want the job. Mm. Uh, he was he was he was put in there. You have to qualify. There's no two ways yeah, about yeah. that. And again, against those sort of smaller teams, England could just play four three three and pick anybody, and they should still win those games. That is the difficulty yeah. for someone like Southgate when he when he's got uh, a qualification <laughs> campaign against uh, such outfits as as England played. Now. I, I think that uh, I, I think you're right in what you, you say, Luke. I think w- with England, it's kind of how do they want to play? Because Chris Coleman and his Wales side in the Euros just gone. They knew what they were going to do and they knew how to play. And, and also, they, they those those Welsh players, they play in the frenetic environment of English football as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think all of them do. 
if not, well, with the exception of Bale, of course, who mm-hmm. plays over, overseas. But most, the point is, the lion's share of them play in England. They, they either play in the Premier League or they play, say, in the Championship. Both are very fast-paced, de- physically demanding leagues, yet they were able to get to the semi-final in, in 2016. Mm-hmm. So it's not just all about the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is really important that England... I think do the things I've just said, but also foster this men- this mentality of, of con- continuity. So everyone also every ex pro you ever speak to, or even current player if, that's had 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 the exposure to him, will tell you that Steve Holland is one of the best coaches around. Like, they've never worked with a better coach than Steve Holland, and he's in the England setup, right? He can implement whatever Gareth Southgate wants to do because he's a great coach. Gareth Southgate just needs to pick those players that that suit that the best, and and. Well, I think Southgate, he'll go for a 3-4-2-1. I think that's what he'll do well, because he's played I would, that against... I would be in support of that. I well, would broadly be in support of I that. I mean, against against Germany and... Uh, who was it, the friendlies? Uh, well, against Lithuania, they played that. But against Spain, Germany and France in recent friendlies, England played that. Now, France were much better than England when they, when they played them. I think they were in 3-2. Although England <laughs> still got France, two goals. But France were miles better. Yeah, they were, they, were, they were a lot better. It should have been more and, and Germany better. I mean, England nearly beat Spain. I mean, these are friendlies. They, so they, they need to have... Marcus, they also need to have an intensity, they, though. They, 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 they do, mm. um, but but with England, they uh, they've just gone for uh, I, I, that that physicality in the centre of midfield. There's there's no kind of real thought about it, and I think I think Southgate is actually quite honest, and I think he knows what what England's they are capable of and what they're not capable of, and I think it, his real dilemma is who does he go for those two in the centre of the pitch? Because you'll have Ali and maybe Sterling or, 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 or Lalana, hopefully, in front of him, whatever it is. Mm. But do you go for Dye or and and Henderson? Because I, I don't think you do. I mean, Martin no. Keown was very uh, dismissive of those two and said when they get the ball, it, they, especially Henderson, he takes a while to turn and so on. He said Wenger used to give, um, was it Alex Song and uh, I forget the other one, drills to do in training. Would for, be Arteta? Uh, it wasn't Arteta. It might have been Diaby, actually. But okay. anyway, they would, they would receive receive the ball on the half turn take a touch and immediately you're away in play well for me for me if you're playing that 3-4-2-1 I don't want to get too fun, ta- tactical or whatever you're playing that 3-4-2-1 and you're playing two deep midfielders in front of a back three you have to play a, a, a sort of holding player whether that be Dyer or Henderson the problem with Henderson at the moment to me is that he's trying to be Steven Gerrard both for Liverpool and for England mm. and he's not that player no. and, he, and, and, mm. and, and he's not got the passing ability in my opinion he's not that type of player so he has to either play or Dyer has to play whatever way you want to interpret that holding role next to him Marcus I completely agree that something I touched on earlier get a player who gets the ball on the half turn and drives you forward either with a great incisive pass mm-hmm. or by going past a man so either you know Harry Winks has shown against Lithuania yep. he was fantastic in that role and a year or so ago 18 months ago I said about John Stones John Stones will make mistakes and he's naive and he's green mm-hmm. but he's a really good player and he'll improve all the time England don't take risks and he's showing that now if, if by the same token, I can't be completely hypocritical and, and, and say the opposite. If they think Harry Winks mm. is the player to, to play that role, pick him. Just pick him and pick him and pick him and see how he gets on against these, these great teams in the friendlies and see if he can take you into the, into the World Cup because they need complementary players in those two roles. They mm. can't just play Dyer and Henson because it is so slow. It is so ponderous yeah. and it is so like off the pace. There's no intensity and you can't do that in a major tournament, especially not against good teams. It was, it's where we come unstuck, isn't it? Because it feels like England have played very much with a handbrake on in, in the sort of qualification process mm. and it, it does feel like a missed opportunity because as you said, we, you know, we, we're going to beat those teams. Even if you are a little bit more adventurous and a little bit more experimental, there's a, they're so, so likely to qualify. Well, I'm like, beating just... four, four major campaigns in a 
row. I exactly. mean, that, that shows you. And, exactly. then, and in those four, to, well, obviously we haven't had the, the 2018 one, but in the, in the previous three under Hodgson, did nothing. Did absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, I did agree with Chris Waddle when he thought that John Joe Shelby should be given a go. Well, he's, he's, he's tired The player. thing is with Shelby, he gives you such a different option. Yeah, and people not... think I'm sort of slightly joking. But I am being slightly serious. I think that such a maverick player, let's see the type of season he has, uh, you know, because if he does get five red cards a season, okay, we, fair enough. But I, I honestly think that, that somebody Would you different. rather a player who gives you five red cards a season yeah. playing? At least they got something about them. <laughs> That suggests intensity of some sort. Well, you're yeah. absolutely right. I, mean, I, I, I don't think that John Joe Shelby is the solution for England. I, don't, I, I think at, in, at international level you don't get that sort of time on the ball he to, to got, spray passes. He and, hasn't got the temper at the top level. Well, well okay, but ability-wise, he's good. But whatever happens, and I think we're getting the the, the vibe here is just. It can't be same old, same old England. Since. We had we had the raked Hollywood balls from Gerard. They don't work at international level, and I think that's what John Joe Shelby gives you. Okay, but with uh, since nineteen sixty six, England have won I think six qualifier, qualif- uh, sorry, six knockout games at major mm-hmm. tournaments. Euros and World Cup. That is Crazy. a damning statistic. If you look at Euro two thousand and sixteen, England played four teams. England were better than all those four teams. They won one of them. Mm. They won one game against a fellow British side and they won it in injury time. Yeah. These are damning statistics and this is why we sort of joke around and think, oh, go on England. And of course when the tournament comes around, I'll catch the fever like anybody else. But when you put those statistics forward and when you actually look at it, it is very sober reading and Southgate really needs to try and come up with something. But like I say, I think Southgate is actually quite self-aware or, or aware of his side's limitations. Mm. Very much so. And I think he's a man who will do what he wants because of the Everyone is so low on the international yeah. because if previous tournaments under Hodgson, people go, and oh, there's no expectation on England, which I think is a good thing. So yeah. I think we'll do better. Well, you you've just put the, the expectation yeah, absolutely. Back on. Uh, it's, Southgate's in the job of just over a year now, isn't it? And I think he's he's you know, he's pretty much performing as expected. I don't think it's you know any sort of spectacular changes that um, that really stand out. And it does feel like we are pretty much going through the England motions. But the one thing that does make me think maybe we will get back to that sort of at least glorious failure it is a player like Harry Kane who can get you like a 94th minute winner and just like just drag you over the line. It, it does remind me a lot of Gary Lineker, you know, when, mm. when England really needed someone to step up, he's starting to be that player. So you, you maybe can, we can get our hopes up. You can well, go, you can, you can, <laughs> that's very hopeful thing. You, you can go deep in a tournament by being solid and, and and relying on a world-class player to do Absolutely. something. Absolutely. But, but, I mean, just... I don't want to drag this out forever, but, you know, a couple of quick points on, on, on what you guys have just said. One is the formation thing is all very well and fine, and, and what I've just said, I think it would be a good start. But it's no good if you don't show intensity in the mm-hmm. formation anyway. I mean, if you're going to be so slow that they were against Lithuania, mm. it doesn't matter what formation you play. You're not going to... You're not going to a good team is going to be able to defend about that against that really easily. And, and secondly, just a final thing before we move on. I'd like to see him treat these friendlies against good teams with the intensity. Absolutely. Just because it's a friendly, it doesn't mean you have to play to the friendly mentality because they're going to. Hit him, hit yeah. him on, hit him hard yeah. and see what happens because you'll make a game of it. And England have had some good friendlies in the past. You remember that one against Argentina which was played at a great pace? Oh, in Switzerland. Yeah. They need a bit of that. Quite England a need a bit of that now, because yeah. they don't play strong, competitive games against really good teams ever unless they're in a tournament. And yeah. that's a problem for them. Yeah. Especially given our squad is so young. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. But England are in Russia, lest we forget. <laughs> yeah, overall, though, by the way, I know our expectations are high whatever happens, but we have qualified. We should be appreciative of that and, and look forward to it and all that and, and note it. But at the same time, we want more. Well, I think that was... Yeah, you're right. I think Amen. Southgate... <laughs> absolutely. I think Southgate uh, did sort of say that when, when people were already padding them. He sort of understood what people are saying. And as I say, I actually think Southgate is, uh, is very honest in his interviews. But he did sort of stop a few of them short and go... Wait, 
can I just enjoy this? Because I just can't <laughs> got England to a World Cup. I know it's a bit piss poor, yeah. but, yeah. but the, uh, for, for me, at least, uh, there is a yeah. little bit of job satisfaction here. Do you remember when I missed that penalty? I've been waiting <laughs> for ages for this. <laughs> there we are. But sadly, Scotland will not be joining England in Russia. Yeah. No. Unless, of oh. course, the, they want to come along and support England. As Doubt, I say, doubtful. We're all they, a part of the same union. Look, get involved. Like just, we will um, do with the Welsh. You know. They just uh, ran out of road, didn't they, Scotland? They did, They yeah. came into the... I wondered whether they would come into the... The tournament form, qualification form, at just the right time, and they were going to do it. But <laughs> those last two games, it, it was, it was. You could see both sides of the coin. You could see that if you gave Scotland the chance to win their final two games and get into a playoff, they probably would have taken it. Yeah. But they left themselves so much to do. That Slovakia mm. game took a lot out of them, didn't it? The problem yeah. was it was the final four games after the point against England, which actually got them going again, and. They'll look at that and really rue that because they mm. should have defended Harry Kane's equaliser as Ali McCoyst was going on about. Yeah. They had four games left and actually they set themselves a target to win all four and they were so close. Mm-hmm. But to win four games straight in qualification is an achievement for every anybody, by the way. But especially for, for, for a team like Scotland who were sort of slightly licking their wounds from a few previous results, the one-all home draw with Lithuania mm. being a big one. It was always going to be a huge task. But Jim, they were so close. Hell, hell of a goal to open as well. Yeah. Oh God! Yeah, I mean, I mean, Slovenia. I, I don't think Slovenia had, had conceded a goal at, at home. Not in that quality. I mean, it's, it's a really, really good result when you look at it in isolation. I do really feel for them because they were they were excellent against Slovakia. I know like Slovakia had a man sent off, um, but Scotland really, really did have the bit between their teeth. And I just, I just think it's uh, it's a shame. You know, I mean, not everyone can make it, and who knows if they'd have got through in the qualifiers. But I, you know, we want to see as many home nations there as possible. I did enjoy the genetics chat from um, <laughs> from Gordon Strachan. The real though. reason they didn't qualify. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Was, uh, I, would, I, would, I would have a little bit more time for that if Gordon Strachan was like six foot six and massive <laughs> <himself. laughs> yeah. or, or if he could manage a team that could play the ball on the floor yeah, yeah. Well, actually, one of the goals was fizzed along the deck you know <laughs> <laughs> oh the second Slovenia goal was so poor well yeah. they, they got into a situation where they, they from I saw both the games that Scotland played and they, they, they worked so hard to win that first one and you could just see it in about ten minutes after half time they all started dropping. He played the same back five in both games, by the way, mm-hmm. and the, the, they started dropping deeper and deeper and deeper. And uh, they yeah. were absolutely t- they couldn't play with any intensity at all. Mm. They had no press, they had nothing, um, and they and they st- even then still almost pulled out. The I know. They, they when when the Snodgrass took his goal brilliantly. Yeah. Um, just after that, Anya almost forced an own goal. It was very mm. close. Old Black's a great keeper, and, it, and it, if, if it wasn't him, it was a lesser keeper. It might well have been a third goal for Scotland. Yeah, but poor old Strachan and his uh, poor wee laddies against yeah. those big tough well, uh, Slovenians. I mean, Strachan, he did go on and on about the size of the Slovenians, he, and I he thought. Did. He, very he, spiky, was, he was busy, he? he was basically saying that we just get a, a man and a woman, a tall man and a tall woman. Yeah, and see what they that's can do. See what they can make. Plan for the future. A weird, <laughs> so little weird. breeding program. So that's, that's twenty years away at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's even if you get it right the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought <laughs> the first like eleven times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, normally the FA are a bit piss poor with their ideas, but yeah. come on, well, let's get a load of big people to shag, and then we'll have a better team. I mean, it's not. Apparently the team only learned they'd be playing four four two six hours before the game. So I mean, you got a question sort of Strachan's well, 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 some some, some, players, some managers don't give the team until right up there. Well, Strachan's apparently Benitez never used to do that. Yeah, but um, Strachan's the biggest. Cri- you got to understand that in context, I because the biggest criticism of Strachan. Uh, in his tenure, certainly this time around, this qualification cycle is that he's been too negative. Mm-hmm. So they had a situation where, as Marcus touched on there, um, they drew it home to Lithuania. They were a goal down with a minute left, and they were so negative in that game. They managed to pull it out of the fire and get a point. But that is a game you've got to win. You know, Scotland aren't as good as England. Really, they're not as good as Slovakia either. They're probably on a yeah. par with Slovenia. Yeah. So they've got to do something. They've got to go above mm-hmm. and beyond to get in that top two. 
So that means, from straight off the bat, if you're playing at home to Lithuania, who've got no chance of qualifying, you've got to win that game. Yeah, but and they started out so negatively. I think, I think him fl- flipping to four four two for the Slovenia game. They, they had to take it to Slovenia. And you sort of give, give yourself two up front. Chris Martin's very busy. Lee Griffiths can be very busy. It could have put him on the front foot, but it only would have worked if the midfield and defender pushed up two. And, and, um, and, and Lee Griffiths looks so isolated, especially in the second and half. And you can say all that, but you are forgetting about the genetics, of course. True, yeah. Um, they are genetically very, very, uh, it's according, very tough for them. Well, according, and to back Strachan's point up, he said, in the last campaign, we were the second smallest apart from Spain. Yeah, I know. And then he was talking about other teams, not just Spain. He said, nobody can tell me their technique, apart from one player, is better than any of ours. But physically, we have a problem. Isn't the problem with British football that it's often too physical? We've focused on the physicality. So he's trying to flip this around and say, actually, you know, all that talk about the physical stuff, actually, that's where we're lacking. Where does Scotland go next? Gordon Strachan, 50 caps for Scotland, 5 foot 6, scored the goal in the World Cup. A goal in the World Cup. He's undermined his own argument. <laughs> Argu- arguably, arguably, one of the greatest ever players Scotland's ever produced, Jimmy Johnston. Mm. Five foot two. The salmon. Five foot two. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Dalglish wasn't exactly a giant either. It's a. <laughs> It's, a, it's an strange, odd thing to say. Strange. It's just an emotive response from a, a, a really gutted man, isn't I, it? I, I, I do feel sorry for them because they, they have to do interviews straight afterwards. Yeah. And like, <laughs> some, of the st- some of the stuff I come out with at the best of times, I mean, you, you, that would be coming back to haunt you, that. <laughs> You're right, and you, you've put it more eloquently than I would there, Jim, because I would say it was an odd thing to say from an odd man. Yeah. <laughs> well, he is, wow. quite, he is quite odd. Yeah. yeah. But, but entertaining. <laughs> Unlike his side. Not on he's the pitch. A, he's yeah. a funny one, though, isn't he? Because he's either really jovial or really grumpy. There seems to be no kind of in between with Strachan. And I sort of respect that about him. All depends on the results, doesn't it? Uh, we're going to talk <laughs> more about World Cup qualification after this. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I better go to cash point and get some money, if I've got any money left. We better go to Peter. Time for correspondence with Pete Donaldson. I've got them in my hand, Marcus. Ready? Oh, look at this. Go on, ready? He's, uh, he's, he's all over it. Someone, someone... Oh, you're, you're slowing up. I know, you've used... Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Exactly. 
We just get on with our jobs, mate. Right. <laughs> Go on, Peter. Tom. Fire away. Uh, all right, from uh, Tom. Uh, one half time in the early 2000s, uh, we had uh, the uh, makeover, the home makeover presenters, Colin and Justin. Remember those guys? Yeah, I do, yeah. Mm. I remember them, yeah. They're Scottish, I believe, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, they were paraded at Aston Gate at half time. They came out of the tunnel and tried to flog some second-hand fruit machines. Not sure why, <laughs> but I thought I'd let you know. What, Bristol City? Yeah, oh, wow. really weird. I, I don't know what the second-hand fruit machines... I genuinely Googled it, because that was a really obscure kind of euphemism. Yeah. You, know, you, know, you get those people who were famous, but you've completely forgotten that ever existed. Yeah. yeah. Those guys That's that. a really good Absolutely. example. Yeah. Roland Rat's another one. Yeah. Mm. Roland Rat's uh, not a person, though. <laughs> Hello to uh, Amrit George. Hello, Amrit. Uh, hello, guys. Something finally happened uh, that made me wish to mail the show. Uh, I uh, am in India. I love how my Tuesdays and Fridays are ramble days, though I do get depressed how my adopted team, Manchester United, hasn't been or haven't been uh, mentioned enough this season. Uh, a recent quirk of Marcus has come to my attention, though. Is it out of his mind? Whenever he, <laughs> mentions, whenever he mentions Tom Heaton, I can sense him blushing in a rather mysterious mm. and childlike way. Yeah, yeah. He keeps calling him a good lad in inverted commas oh, yeah. every single time on default and I believe this is a story that must be investigated you can feel that his tone shifts in a very crush like <laughs> way what's going on Marcus you're blushing now is, uh, is Tom Heaton your Clint Hill <laughs> no he's not because I don't know Tom, Tom I, I, I don't really I know Clint Hill I did, I did, you do come on don't lie <laughs> to the listeners um, no I think he's a, I think he's a lovely lad yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would pull the email off for one thing. There's nothing mysterious about it. To me, it's very straightforward. Right. Yeah. yeah. Marcus is in love. Front of him, yeah. I think he brings, out, he brings out the sort of the, the Neil Warnock in me. Oh, he's no, a good he's lad. A good lad. Yeah. Pete, last week on the show, we talked about the England squad and we talked about the goalkeepers. Marcus did chime in there as yeah. quick as he could. Tom Heaton's number three, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's number three. <laughs> Can we please remember that, that Heaton needs to go? No, but You've got well, the heat on for Heaton. The, yeah. the, re- the reason for that is that the number three is actually. You can't have a goalkeeper challenging for realistically for number one who's going to be the number you three. You just want to see him in there. I just, I think... The heat is on! My, yeah. <laughs> my hope is that he becomes our Pepe Reina. No, your hope is that when you go watch England in the World Cup, there'll be a couple of cameras cut into Heaton on the bench, sat there in his, uh, his tracksuit, and you'll have a lovely old time. Yeah. <laughs> now, just knowing he's there. Yeah, in, exactly. In your own tracksuit. In yeah. my own tracksuit. Yeah. yeah. Bring like out big, that warm like Big Sam. Big Sam and I watching yeah. in our England tracksuits. <laughs> uh, hello to the uh, Taipei Magpies. Uh, I run a team, the person has emailed in, I run a team in Taiwan called the Taipei Magpies. At one point uh, in our training, we often got a group of ultimate Frisbee players telling us they owned the pitch. Mm. <laughs> and, and they kicked them off. So uh, that, that's another kind of like... Uh, I love a, that we football, got an email from Taipei. A football-based... Um, yeah, well, Taiwan, yeah. yeah. Uh, football-based. Cancellation. Right, <laughs> ultimate Frisbee problem. Football-based what? What? <laughs> Do you want to read the emails? No. Then shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. Uh, hello, Ryan B. Uh, I want to share with you a little story about the Rambles' best mate, Alan Pardew. Football-based, is it? Is yeah. yeah, football-based. <laughs> I, I attended a charity dinner to celebrate the achievements of Stephen Gerrard last week, and whilst I was there, it was my job to be a football spotter. This involved recognising general folk from the world of football, ranging from Matt Letizia to Roy Hodgson, and asking them, as they entered the dinner room, to head down to the press area and have their photo taken for charity. Everything went according to plan until I uh, jumped from person to person, asking them, uh, to have their photo taken and then I came upon Mr Alan Pardew swanning through the doors I politely approached him and asked to, to him to have his photo taken first off he ignored me and then on the second <laughs> attempt just snapped at me do I have to I replied well you don't have to but it's for charity Alan this is when he just smirked at me and went nah and carried on down the stairs as he passed me I couldn't <laughs> believe what caught my eye embossed on the back of his dinner jacket All neck right. to tail in fact I'm not even buying I'm not having this Ryan B but apparently neck to tail was a full length black 
black dragon, complete <laughs> with large Chinese characters. I can only assume read Big Boss Pardew. That is true. Remember, I was saying that the other week when you, you, you know, you're in a sort of a high street shop and you look at, you think that's quite a nice top or whatever, and you look back okay, and it's a yeah. sequin <laughs> dragon or something. It's the sort yeah. of thing that Alan Partridge's friend Michael would wear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when his missus ran off with his brother and son. Probably flies a helicopter into the sea. <laughs> yeah. uh, everyone else, uh, and it, uh, and the thing is about this uh, e- email, it's the details that kind of makes me believe that it's real. Everyone else was a complete gentleman, especially Matt Murray, who was shocked that anyone recognised oh, him. He's an absolute legend, Matt Murray. And, he's such uh, a nice guy. And he took the time to talk to me about his beloved Birmingham city, as he was the correspondent at the 6-1 thrashing to Hull that weekend. Hey, Matt Murray? Uh, yes. No. He's a big Wolves fan, not Birmingham City. So Ryan's got no, no, he was, at, well, he, was, he, was, he was at the game. He was the correspondent. If you'd listen to the read email. The, no, read that sentence again. I'm not having this. Everyone else is a complete gentleman, especially Matt Murray, who, who loves Birmingham City. He was shocked that anyone recognised him and took the time to talk to me about my beloved oh, Birmingham for, City. I apologise. I thought right, he said okay. his Birmingham well, City. Well, you know, actually, listen to, to, to Ryan through the mm-hmm. vessel of me and stop yeah. interjecting. Sorry, mate. Oh, yeah, uh, he's a good keeper, but not as good as Tom Eaton. I think we can all agree on that. Taylor Wilson, as the official Steve Claridge correspondent for the Football Ramble, I thought I'd drop in with the official <laughs> Steve Claridge update as it's been a while. He's fine. Good. Yeah, Thank, you. Thank you, Taylor Wilson. And uh, finally for now, um, Oliver Hidalgo, Volbert, uh, Voliban? Volaben, I think. Volaben. Uh, basically, he's uh, mentioned the fact that Ronaldinho posted for, with ru- the ruling warlord of Chechnya, uh, Ramzan Kadyrov. Oh, great. So, there we go. Great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just on that, I mean, if you are going to be money, can you make sure you've got an easily pronounceable name? Because that is, that is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ram- Ramzan Kadyrov's quite a card as well. Yeah, true, yeah. yeah. Oh, do you want some highlights of the week while we're there? Yeah. yeah. Right, I've got that, some airpeat if you want. Yeah. Um, first up, uh, Elliot Roden, taking my five-year-old son to his first game on non-league day. Tunbridge Wells lost the A26 derby to, to Crowborough 4-1 at home. Quote from my son, next time can we go and see real, fo- real football like Tottenham? No. Oh. Get it in there first. Um, we've got a few non-league day ones actually. Here's, here's the pick of them. Um, I spent my Saturday, this is from Sam Cooper, I spent my Saturday down at West Didbury's non-league dog day any fan who brought their what? canine companion got in for £3. That is... And he said, I spotted 23 dogs in attendance. That's class. The future yeah. is what that is. Um, Gareth Townsend, deciding not to watch England and actually do something enjoyable for two hours, like catching up on my ACAR specials. Excellent choice, Gareth. Mm. <laughs> the most recent one is Carolyn Radford, CEO of Mansfield Town. And don't forget, if you do subscribe to ACAR Plus for one ninety nine a month, you get access to all the old specials mm-hmm. and all the future ones as well. So do that. And I'll finish off with a couple of Gordon Strachan-themed uh, ones. Be course, rude not to. Of course. Louis Moorhead, Dr. Gordon Strachan, <laughs> expert in genetics, posting his in-depth findings was a real scientific highlight of my weekend. Glad that he was putting his time off between international breaks to good use in the lab. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll finish with this one from Rob, who says, Gordon Strachan seeing the writing on the wall with football management and trying to seamlessly move into his future role as head geneticist for the Scottish FA. <laughs> you can get operations to make your legs taller. No doubt you've had them. Do you, I presume Big you in China. Big presumably China. you need longer. Again. Yeah. What did I say? You don't measure legs in tall that's on their own, do you? The guy lays it off your glands. Well, you could say this. taller legs, couldn't you? I mean, well, you technically. Could, but it would be, be mental. Don't you odd. join in, Jim. You're usually my ally <laughs> in this shit show. So you know Jim? you've gone too far. <laughs> Pete, Jim, Jim's not your ally just because he doesn't get involved. <laughs> <laughs> you see what happens, Jim? <laughs> when when good men do nothing, you get lobbed in with them, don't you? First they came for the Pete, and I said nothing. Pete, if you could have your legs longer by, what would you do? A couple of inches longer? I'd go for ten inches longer. So you'd uh, be, and, but my legs would be really long and my body would be really sharp. So hang on, you're not adding you're not adding height to your legs. You're like just you're staying the same height but you're making your legs longer. 
What? Like I said, like, what do you mean? No, he means he'd be, he'd be taller overall. Yeah. Basically, right. a six That's foot how six, legs work, innit? No one wants any of a Pete Donaldson six foot six tall mm. man. No one wants no. that. It would be yeah. terrifying, actually. Yeah. You'd like have a, a natural, natural authority that you simply don't deserve. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What's, what have I done to Jim this week? <laughs> We've got to move on to Group C, Peter. I'm terribly it, sorry. I'll tell you why, Marcus, because he knows what he's done. He so does move know. On. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Northern Ireland booked their place in the playoffs, thanks to Scotland's two-wheel draw with Slovenia. Oh, dear. Gutting. Yeah, there you are, you see. But, uh, they, they, they could have been the worst team to finish uh, in, in the second places in European qualification. Obviously, at the time of recording, Wales haven't played Ireland yet and, and, and all those games on, on the Monday evening. Uh, but Northern Ireland are going to be there. It'll probably be um, Slovakia looking at tables um, who, who will miss yeah, out. I, but you know, ladies and gentlemen, when you listen mm. to this. As ever with this time of the year, it's really difficult with the permutations. But I was confused by that, that you said that, because they're above Greece and Slovakia. Mm-hmm. Northern Ireland. So even if Wales and Croatia both win, yeah. they'll still be above Greece and Slovakia, so they can't finish below them. Yeah, I know. I said Northern Ireland are absolutely fine. I said, looking at the table at the moment, it'll be Slovakia that'll probably drop out. But I don't see how Scotland's draw affects that, is what I mean. Uh, well, Slovakia... So we not get into it? I, I just trust you, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, me, to me, it's confusing. Uh, well, how many points have... Because uh, th- obviously Scotland, had they have won, they would have had more points. Slovakia wouldn't be in there. True, fair point. So it's maybe, just, that's then maybe the Greek thing the is... The Greek thing is, is interesting. Yeah. True it? enough, but but anyway, Scotland aren't there. Slovakia are, well, again, at the time of recording, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who knows, ladies and gentlemen, at no. the time of recording, England haven't won the World Cup. <laughs> um, but Chris Brunt did score a funny own goal, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And I thought, I found it very curious that... Um, <laughs> that I, I know you sort of want to be belt and braces about it, and it'll be gutting for them to lose out in that way. I mean, no one wants to go in. I, I think that's a horrible rule, by the way, that ninth place thing, oh, isn't it? So you, you would oh. never want to be a part of that. Mm. But I found it very curious that Michael O'Neill played every single booked player who could miss um, miss the first playoff game there mm. were six of them in his first 11 who were uh, one booking away from missing that first leg but I think it made a difference because they're not seeded now for the playoffs whereas it had they have won they may have been I think, I think they, I, I, I did that. some calculations earlier oh, yeah. and I think if Republic of Ireland beat Wales quite well I think Northern Ireland may still be able to be seeded because it would, because Northern Ireland are, are, are higher than Republic of Ireland, but they're lower than Wales. The problem is, though, while, while people are listening to this, they might say, well, that's a stupid point, because Wales yeah. won 8-0. All my points are stupid. <laughs> I, I also did some calculations earlier, oh, and the answer on. was boobs. <laughs> 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 yeah, but it'll yeah. certainly go tits up for uh, England and <laughs> Russia. You would uh, you would suggest, wouldn't you? Uh, but yes, Northern Ireland are heading to uh, to the playoffs. Yeah, let's just stick to the stuff we can be sure of. Indeed, we well can. done, Northern Ireland. <laughs> that's right. That's right. A uh, little word on Norway. They did win the game one 0 They've had a terrible campaign, of course. But the one bit of hope for them is nineteen-year-old midfielder Sander Berg. I th- I'm not sure how that's pronounced. Uh, Berg, maybe, as it's uh, Scandinavian. But he looks a player currently again could be as big as Martin Odegaard. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> well, we can, but oh, hope. Oh, Christopher <laughs> Berg, lofty heights. <laughs> <laughs> he plays um, for Genk, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, what did I say? Genk? Yeah, no, I don't, don't, don't remember. I, I think was... he's. Uh, I think he's nineteen. Odegaard's still only eighteen. Mm. Well, apparently Odegaard's um, tearing up trees at here and being so he's actually sort of back good. on track at the moment online. Good. So good luck to him. Yeah. Well, there were a lot of trees with his name on Jim to tear up. Well, quite uh, or pull up rather. Uh, Germany topped the group with ten wins, forty-three goals, with a oh. plus ni- uh, thirty-nine goal difference, setting a new scoring record for European qualification. Did you see Goretzka's goal against Azerbaijan, the first one? Lovely goal. Backheeled it into the ground. <laughs> 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 Just disgusting. Taking the piss. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Well, the records have, have, uh, have been tumbling as well in uh, in that part of of Europe because Poland, of course, who border Germany, they will join Germany, England, co and Russia. But Germany did summer. score. Didn't Germany score? Let me get this right. Didn't they score fifteen of those goals against San Marino. 
So they beat him 8 0 and 7 0, I think. Is that right? Yeah. So he can be deceptive. I right? know, but it's. Well, let's see, how they get, uh, let's see how the little slugs get on next time. Well, summer. again, England have got the best defensive record joint with Spain before Spain uh, go away to Israel. If Israel score, England will have the best defensive record. And that's legitimate. And that is mm. another statistic, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, which is very legitimate, as Luke just said. Um, Robert Lewandowski scored his 16th goal in qualification, which is a European record. For, for World Cup qualification, sixteen goals yeah. he scored in this campaign. They look like they might have uh, they might have you know, snatched a draw from the jaws of victory. But um, late on, uh, Lewandowski scored that fantastic goal. Where he just bullied the keeper. I mean, he's just different class. Isn't he? I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo is on fifteen now. They are to play Switzerland this week. But Switzerland have been very good. Mm. Yeah, I mean Switzerland. I mean they've that's won a great game. That's the game of the week. They've won the every single game. I mean, you, it's tempting to say at first glance, oh, Portugal doing that thing where they go through the playoffs again. Remember against Sweden, they went, that was an amazing game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you spoke scored, about it last time. Yeah. Zlatan scored two and Ronaldo yeah. scored three. But actually, Switzerland have just been very good. Yeah. It's all come down to the fact that Switzerland beat Portugal the first time round. So Portugal mm. could well return that favour. They could well do. And, it, and if uh, obviously Portugal win this week, then they will go through uh, number one. Um, yeah, Portugal. They got the better of Denmark, who finished second 4-0, which was quite surprising. But the Danes... Sorry. Uh, uh, Denmark beat Portugal... Uh, let me start that again, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> because Poland got the better of... Yeah. Poland got the better of Denmark, because they finished first. But Denmark um, did beat Poland 4-0 quite recently, and Denmark were the side who missed out being in, in that ninth right. best second place team. They certainly made sure this time, because I think they're... I they're, think t- they're second or something. something oh, like no, that, because yeah. the Portugal-Switzerland group, that whoever comes second there will be top. Yeah. And then Denmark will be up beneath that. And yeah. I hope the Danes get through, because they've got a good side. They've got some decent players, and it'd be nice to see them in Russia. And their Scandinavian pal Sweden look absolute certainties for the playoffs too. That mm. great Dick Advocar quote, he said, well, they're not going to beat them at nil. Literally beat them at nil. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that has really thrown it, isn't it, in their favourites? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, uh, 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 unless there's... Uh, there's going like 7 nil. Unless now? there's a Dutch hammering, Peter. <laughs> yeah. uh, surely actually, Sweden will be in there. They don't have to actually beat them 7-0 because they're playing each other. Yeah. So every goal that Netherlands scores, Sweden get one chalked off. So right. hard to, I think they need uh, to beat... Okay. I think Sweden... Uh, Netherlands need to win by four it's, goals. It, I, I mean, think. it's a tall order. <laughs> oh, it would Especially be surprising. Form, yeah. <laughs> Assuming France win their match at home to Belarus, because if Sweden beat the Dutch and then the French mess up, then the Swedes will be uh, in the top spot. Unbelievable, but of course, joining all those European sides uh, and Russia and Brazil in uh, in in the World Cup next summer will be Egypt. Oh. They have returned to the cup since 1990. Wow. I mean, we're crying out loud. This is a side who have won, I think, four African Cup of Nations titles. Yeah. 06, 08, 2010, they won. They had a great side then, but they missed out on the World Cup because it was dominated largely by the West African sides. But Egypt, they're in. And, and it's amazing. And the scenes of celebration in Cairo were fantastic. Oh, but even during the game, for the first goal, and the, the not just the scoring of the penalty, but the awarding of the penalty, there was a pitch invasion from the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> on every occasion. It's brilliant. It's one of those ones where they did that and you thought lads careful you, you really yeah. got to convert that penalty <laughs> yeah. before you start getting and when they scored that penalty I think it was only about a minute or 30 seconds yeah. left I did think to myself is the referee just not going to bother yeah no honestly well, like, the game hadn't finished mm-hmm. and the, the bus came onto the pitch so they could start the parade <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a lot of sort of quite notable African teams are going to miss out this time they right? are the Ivory Coast are going to miss out Cameroon are going to miss out no uh, Ivory Coast is still in it Ghana are going to miss out are they not Ivory Coast ho- uh, yeah Ghana oh, well, that's because there's another round of games isn't there there yeah, is another round right. of games they host Morocco uh, 
and uh, a draw is good enough for Morocco, but a win for Ivory Coast would put the Ivory Coast uh, through to, to Russia. But Ghana, South Africa, Ghana and Cameroon. Ghana are definitely out, aren't they? Yeah, yeah South Africa and Cameroon uh, as well. Nigeria joined them. Alex Iwobi. Arsenal's yeah. Alex Iwobi got the goal to clinch well. qualification. Absolutely. But the, the, the Egypt one is, uh, is a wonderful oh. story. Well, it's, it's been one of the sort of great anomalies of modern international football. Isn't it is, it? They've yeah. been so good in the African nations, uh, African Cup of Nations and then not managed to qualify for the World Cup. So I'm just delighted for them. Yeah, their really manager, Hector, forward to seeing them there. Hector Cuba from Argentina, he's been on medication for high blood pressure due to the intensity mm. of the qualification campaign. And it's also worth pointing out in the African um, stage, of, uh, or the African sort of uh, part of the World Cup, that we're still on track for an African nation to win the World Cup before the year 2000, like Pele said. So. <laughs> <laughs> still got a lot of time for that to happen. That's so. naughty. Well, that's what he said. Slagging off Pele. Well, come on. Well, he, doesn't, <laughs> he shouldn't make it so easy, should he? Have a go, Ronaldinho. Well, he said all sorts of stuff. Okay. <laughs> He's done all sorts of stuff. I look forward stuff. to his prediction. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to mention the South American qualification if we can after this. It was like the part in the Red Sea. People just went... Whoop. The preview show sponsored by Bet365 is out on Friday, everybody. It's going to be a belter. Uh, club football is back. Yes. You will be very mm. pleased to know. But Kicking off with uh, Liverpool Man United earlier I mean, it's on. a Ooh. huge one. It is a huge one. Our man who was uh, betting uh, this time around, he didn't get it right because he predicted Belgium to win uh, and Bosnia-Herzegovina to score zero goals. They got three Yes, Belgium did, did win, but he, he, he was wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, your first mistake was doing that against the Martinez side. <laughs> I, did, I didn't want to say anything at the time. So uh, Sam Crawford has missed out, so we're looking for a new person in the hot seat. It's, it's so The competition is so vigorous yeah. for this um, hot seat. Mm. We get a lot of uh, requests in, so do get your suggestions for better the week in ahead of the, uh, the show at the end of the week, and I'll pick out um, my favourite one. Yeah. It's well worth a the, turn. The elusive ORE still not there. No, mm. very much so. Uh, do, you run the, do you think we're going to get one before the end of the season? I do. I do too, actually. Yeah, we've got a lot I've, of time. Because I might have to uh, take my jacket off. Oh, you might have to yeah. <laughs> roll your sleeves <laughs> out. I might have to tra- take my tracksuit top off and get say... You, get your Hervé Renard I mean, shirt on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I am the Empire. Yeah. I need an ORE. Yeah. We dish them out. <laughs> Um, but uh, on the previous show, though, I was going to say it's going to be about club football largely because that's back. But I think we will mention the South American qualifying because we yeah. will know by then whether the likes of Argentina and Peru have made it to um, to Russia 2018 because it is all to play for this week in, in Conmebol. If only for the hotel rooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an absolutely fascinating one. Ecuador host Argentina. Uh, I mean, there are so many ways this can go, ladies and gentlemen. Well, the complicated thing about it is that you'd think, oh, Argentina would just just win and and because surely one of those teams above them is not going to not going to get get points. Yeah. But of course Brazil are above them and they're playing Chile who are also above them. Now Brazil have qualified. Yeah, no, but they're playing Chile anyway. Yes. So they they need Brazil to do them a favor essentially because Colombia and Peru are playing each other and they're the two teams directly above Argentina. Mm-hmm. So I mean there's no point getting into it. I it's, tried it's, to do it on the radio earlier, it's impossible. It really is. Argentina it's, need to beat Ecuador and Quito and, and Argentina lost at home to Ecuador as well already. Yeah. It's a tough place to go all the way up at altitude Quito. Mm-hmm. Uruguay are all but qualified. So surely Uruguay will be there which will be great because they're a good side. Uh, and they'll probably mug off England again. But that's fine, we're, we're used well, to Uruguay, it. Well, uh, the, the lowest Uruguay can finish is fifth, and then they'll play New Zealand. So you, you yeah. say that they're going to they're gonna be there. Well, this is it. I mean, no disrespect to New Zealand, but if Argentina do finish fifth, you would fancy them against New Zealand. No quite disrespect quite to New Zealand, but those teams are all much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got to be said. It's Poor really got to be said. It really does. It's f- quite funny, because people in Brazil have been asking if or, or, or suggesting that their national side might go slightly easy on Chile to mug off Argentina, but then everyone was saying, this is, this is absolute nonsense, you know. And I, I, to be honest, I obviously can't see that happening. Well, you can have a handful of players, just just look at it at a very basic level. You can have a decent handful of Brazilian players who are going to be in the squad at whatever happens. But by, by, nat- by the very nature of how these things work, some of those players will be playing 
playing for their positions in the World mm, Cup yeah, next yeah. year. So they'll, I, they'll want to try. I did see a photo, though, a day or two ago of Neymar, Danny Alves... Um, and, uh, and and the great Ronaldo sat in there and I thought, oh, if, if, if some of those players have been out drinking with some of those boys, it could be a very lackluster Brazil performance. <laughs> <laughs> but we shall see, though. But yes, basically, if, if anyone, any team in South America have got a chance of qualification, then a win would really help their cause, you know. Marcus, are you suggesting there that the sort of the, the Brazil legends are actually trying to surreptitiously <laughs> mug off Argentina by just making the current crop all hungover? That, that, There's an idea for, for Ronaldinho <laughs> and the boys. Um, but it'd be great if Peru could get there, they have not been at the World Cup for a long, long time. So they uh, and they got a good draw in Argentina. Nil, it would nil be great, but I would. I, I'm torn because I would love to see Peru there. Yeah, but I would think it would be very sad to not have Argentina. There. It would yeah. be sad to have Argentina. But th- th- and this is the trouble with uh, with with the South American qualifying at the moment because there's so many decent sides. I mean, it would be good to see Chile there because they're yeah. a very entertaining side. Mm. We obviously want Uruguay there, as as we've said. Um, uh, Colombia are good at the moment. Falcao is scoring mm. hatfuls of goals for. We love to see him sort of you know really do it at a tournament. Um, as we well. want them all there. Well, I'd like to see Peru there because um, it'd just be great to see Nobby Solano there, who I assume still plays for. <laughs> <laughs> Get him and Tia for your career. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> um, before we wrap up, wrap all this up, um, it's worth something we didn't mention. Iceland have done so well as well. They have. We've got to mention them in the European yeah, ones. Yeah. They, they've done so well. And also, uh, great to have a, 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 a four yearly uh, mention of the teams that New Zealand have been up against in their qualification <laughs> process. <laughs> so they've got past the might of New Caledonia, yeah. uh, Fiji. The Solomon Islands, Tahiti, mm. and Papua New Guinea. Mm. Mm. Tough. Well done. Tough at the top. <laughs> I'll tell you what, England would, would make hard work of that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> they'd, still they'd win them all, but it wouldn't be enjoyable to watch, no. would it? Well, to be fair to New Zealand, they only beat um, New Caledonia 2 0 at home. That's fine, isn't it? That's a win. It's a clean sheet. You can only beat what's in front of you. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Oh, and we should mention as well, before we go to going for gold, that the Faroe Islands picked up another point. They're on nine. Killing it. And another (laughs) clean sheet, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you what. That's really good for Faroe Islands. Qatar, they're coming for you. (laughs) Well, not not because it does does markedly mean something. It means that they'll go and hopefully could go into a better pot next time. Absolutely right. Talking of pots, let's jump into going for gold. Lord. Going for glow, it's time for going for glow, Marcus Speller, Jim Campbell, and that guy in the corner. Are you guys ready for a little bit of mystery football action? We is, are. It, is it international themed? Don't tell him, don't say anything, Peter. We're going to tell you by the end of the world. Of. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I, kind of. <laughs> you don't want to know? No, I just don't think that's... That, I can confirm bit... that it's an international footballer. That's great. Right, there we go. That's <laughs> poor etiquette. I don't care if anybody That's knows. poor <laughs> etiquette. You didn't even use Nolberto Solano's oh, middle name. Speller, I hope you don't get Albino. it. Which is Albino. That was, that was Jim who mentioned... Oh, I'm not talking to him. Spells you, I hope you don't get it. <laughs> You've hurt me today. I hope you don't get it. <laughs> what are the scores, by the way? Because we've had I'm a few winning. weeks off. Mark You're I'm winning. I've qualified for Russia. Me and Jim in a playoff. I think Marcus has three or four. I've got one or yeah, two, yeah. maybe. You've got I think New Zealand's deposit. got one somewhere as yeah. well. <laughs> Luke's got a holding deposit on the Airbnb. Marcus yeah. has gone full hotel. Oh, Marcus is in the first class cabin of the uh, <laughs> With Tom Heaton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me and Jim are baggage handlers at the moment. <laughs> we got a double booth. Right. Yeah. Oh. I was say, the only way me and Jim are going is if we get some sort of like marketing jolly with some brand partner at the, uh, <laughs> the tournament. Um, we are listening, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I, I was. That, uh, yes, that was a plea. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's the email address again? Uh, I was born in Manchester in 1967. Sorry, I must uh, point out that this comes from uh, Dunstan Westbury, which is the okay. finest name I think we've had this uh, year. Ma- I'm going for gold. Manchester 1967? Uh, I was born in Manchester in 1967. The, the, the year of the summer of love? The year of the summer wow. of love. Wow. Okay. 1967, Manchester, all right. Okay. 
I played football with someone uh, over the weekend in 11 aside, a uh, German bloke who has played a lot, and he was born in 1966. Okay. Oh, That's right. a good story. You got any more of that? <laughs> Literally well, a man was born in 1966. <laughs> Playing 11 aside. Yeah. Yeah. There's no Dickie Balthwick, is he? No. For those who remember. Uh, I was born in Manchester in 1967. <clears throat> Stop. Clayton Blackmore. No, not Clayton Blackmore. I played International for football. Oh, yeah, I played for Sutton United in Bournemouth before joining Norwich in '93. Stop. Chris Sutton. Incorrect. Oh, I Stop. You had it. Okay. Mark Robbins. No. That's a good guess. That was a good guess. I Stop. Sp- I can I have a guess? Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Goss. It's not Jeremy Goss. Right. So that I guess. love the, the pause he does. Yeah. That's like, not really like, good at this. It's like when. Um, when Chris Tarrant used to do it on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, yeah. and a little bit when Simon Cowell decides whether yeah. you're going to go when, through or not. When Simon Cowell's destroying people's dreams. Yeah. It's good, but it's not the one. That's how, it's, it's a Roy like Walker. That. Roy yeah. Walker. A bit yeah. like Roy Walker. Yeah. Yeah. My. <laughs> kid. I scored the Canaries' first ever goal in Euro- European competition, Stop. and ten days later, I became the first player to score a four goal haul in the Premier League. Ooh, I was going to say Rule Fox, and I'm going to stick with it. I've said stop, and I'll go for Robert Fleck. I was going to say Robert Fleck, so if it's that, he's got it. We'll find out after the break. Oh! No, you got it wrong. <laughs> my, my, By the way, can I just say, I, fairly, I, I, I don't know much about football stats, but I will put a decent amount of money that Rule Fox has never scored four goals <laughs> yeah. in one game. Also, uh, you can't suddenly just put in a break. break once. Say again. You can't suddenly just put in a break. No, no, that's what um, Terry used to do. It's, 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 yeah. it's oh, suspenseful, right. isn't it? I Who see. wants to be a millionaire? Me. Everyone. My brother, Abby, uh, was a great Britain discus champion. And Bradford Bulls Super League winner as both a player and chief executive. Oi, come on. <laughs> I'm just asking if he knows it. I don't, I don't, I don't know it. <laughs> Who's he? <laughs> Who's this mystery man? Who's this mystery man? <laughs> Is this guy an international football player? <laughs> yes. He's an international football player. Mm. Carry on. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, I was part of the victorious uh, Nigeria 1994 African Cup of Nations squad. Stop. No, 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 no. I've buggered that up. Sorry. I was going to say Daniela McCarthy, but it's clearly not. Oh. It's nice to hear the name. Yeah. So can, you can read that clue out again, just for the sake of... I used to love that team. I was part of the... Uh, Amanike. Yeah. The original one. Stop, Amanike. <laughs> <laughs> I was part of the victorious Nigerian 1994 African Cup of Nations squad. Good showing at the World stop. Cup as well. Hey, no, you've had your guess. I've never guessed. You said that's that's a joke. guess. Yeah. No, you said the word stop and you guessed. I know it. You said stop, did no, you not, that's Peter? That's a joke. Yeah, okay. yeah that, that's fair dues. By the Can letter of the law. That? Jim, go on. Can get you it. believe that? Jim, Look please at his get face. it. He, I know Luke, it. Luke is as angry as Marcus usually is. Peter, one more clue. As soon as I start speaking, you can say stop, Luke, anyway. so Yeah. Come on, man. I also said for Effort of Coco. Effort of Coco! Lord. I, also oh. play, I also play for Wimbledon, Grasshopper Zurich, and Sheffield Wednesday. Thank you, Dustin Westbury, for I'm that not, particular. Not, not, cheers, cheers, so, Westbury. That was excellent. I'm not fuming at all. It, when I have genuinely no idea, I'm thinking, please, one of us get it. <laughs> it's embarrassing. So actually, it's, yeah. it's all about the team. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm happy to get another get another point. Well done, everyone. Think, think of Luke, Jim, and I as a team in this, but but within a team, we can also get the top goal scorer. Yeah, I want to. Uh, no, I, I want to be yeah. the best player yeah. in the team. Yeah, no, no, of course you do. Well, we're not so confident about the coefficients out there, are we? No, certainly not. So you guys. Not. I mean, it's not really an international theme, one, is it? African coach. <laughs> 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 it was, it was it part of yeah. the African. Yeah. 
Did he go to the World Cup? Presumably he did. You've done the research here, so... <laughs> no, I haven't. Dunstan. <laughs> Dunstan has. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to the Football Ramble. It's been an absolute pleasure. Any more for any more, gentlemen? Uh, no, that's it from me. Yeah? We'll yeah. be back on Friday. Look we forward to that. We will be. And uh, we're going to be talking about club football, as I say, and that South American business. Mm. We'll find out well, how it ends up. It's much easier when it's all happened. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Isn't it? It's, Definitely. It is. Yeah. So that, you don't have to make any predictions. End of the week, watch us shine. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Peter. See you later. Bye from me. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.